Good afternoon and welcome to the Marcus Today End of Day Report. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Friday the 15th of July and for the day we finished down 45 points or 0.68 of a percent to 6,605.6 which is very reminiscent of a close only a few days ago. Down 0.68 of a percent. We opened at 6,622 with a high of 6,622, but we did plunge nearly, well, over 100 points, 65.37 at one stage, but we did see a good rally, banks making a nice comeback, helping the situation, we did see the banks under a lot of pressure, first thing because of those US banking results, resources very much under the cost today, we did have a 1.1% fall for the ASX 200 this week, and most of that would be in resources, I have to say. In terms of today's action, BHP was down 3.5%, which accounted for 19.7 index points out of those 45. Rio was down 2.9%, accounting for 3 points. And Fortescue down 6.2%, which accounted for nearly 10 points of today's fall. So nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, as the Vandellos would say in the resource sector. IG uh, Mineral Resources was also another casualty today. Iron ore and lithium down 7.5%. IGO, nickel and lithium down 7.1%. And we did see Alchem down only 1.4%. Pilbara only down 2.9%. So the lithium space outside of those big exposed base metal stocks faring not too badly today. Could have been worse. Liontown was only down 2.1%. But we did see Nickel Industries down 5.8% today. Nickel well and truly on the nose. Gold mines as well on the nose. We had Newcrest down 2.8% and Northern Star down 2.5%. Oil and gas stocks though, little change today. We had Woodside up 0.2%, Santos up 0.1%. Coal stocks coming under a smidge of pressure. We saw New Hope down 1.7%, Whitehaven down 2.3% and Solpats down a mere 1%. Yand Coal was up 1.1%. Looking across over the rest of the market, we had the banking sector having a good late turnaround. ANZ, the biggest casualty today, down 1.3%. Market still doesn't like the fact that they're looking at buying that MYOB, but ANZ telling them to mind their own business. Westpac also falling today, down 0.2, but NAB's up 0.5, and CBA pretty much unchanged, up a mere 5 cents or 0.05%. The big bank basket did close slightly lower at $163.26, but only 13 cents lower, and most of that was in ANZ. Macquarie, though, not faring quite so well. We saw Macquarie down 1.8% on the back of those numbers coming out of JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley last night. QBE also falling 0.6% and IAG falling as well. Uh, they were down today around 1.4%. Falls again in net wealth, 3.9%. And we saw Magellan MFG uh, down another 3.7%. Not looking good for those guys. Industrials, well, better. We had healthcare doing well. CSL continue to do well up 1%. Cochlear, well, not one we talk about very often, certainly not one we talk about in the newsletter, falls on deaf ears a little bit, up 1.7%. ResMed also doing well, 1.9% higher 
and Sonic at 1.5% higher. With Staples better, West Farmers up 0.9, Woolies up 0.9, Coles up 1.8, and Endeavour, or Dan Murphy's as it probably should be called, up 1.5% today. A little bit of positivity in the REITs, Goodman up 0.6, Telstra up 0.25%, but old school platforms down, Seek down 2.7, REA Group was down 1.2%, and Car Sales down 4.3%. In the tech sector today, we saw a fall across the board, 0.9% down, Altium down 1.4%, but the standout was WiseTech, which had a really good day today, up 3.4%. At one stage, it topped at $46.94, closing at $44.13, so $2.5 off its highs, 3.4% better, but the Alltech Index unfortunately was down 0.8 of a percent today. In corporate news, uh, the elephant in the room was Jumbo Interactive, which fell 15% on a disappointing update, as did Pendle, were down 7.8% on a disappointing FUM number. That's not the girls that want to have that, but that is not fun. It is fun. Funds under management, and the stock fell hard again. PTX was a bit of a winner today. PTX was up 15.6%, 6.4 million shares to 18.5%. Prescient, the stock there, PTX, on news of an orphan drug designation for PTX 100. In terms of Asian markets, mixed, and uh, we did see a little bit of a mixed session for Asian markets. 10-year yield steady at 3.4%. In the winner's circle today on the podium with the champagne was Silex up 4.44%. SLX, one we wrote up at $1.70 and suggested taking profits at around three bucks, where they're getting back up towards that three buck level, 282. Genesis Energy, the next best, 4.17%, only 80,000 shares traded though. Up here, high conviction, up 3.7%, but 63,000 shares only traded. WiseTech Global, 3.4% to the good. WTC, uh, not bad volume, just over a million. And AEF, Australian Ethical, was up 3.2% on 129,000 shares. Main Pharma also having a good day, up 3.12 on 5.1 million shares. In the naughty corners today, sitting well and truly on the naughty step, was Jumbo Interactive. Down 14.99%. JIN, the stock code there. Pendle, PDL, down 7.8% on funds walking out the door, not having fun at all. Mineral Resources, down 7.5%. MIN, the code there. IGO, down 7.1%. Polynovo, a little bit of steam coming out of that one. 6.5% down. Fortescue, FMG, down 6.2%. Platinum Asset Management not doing so well today, down 6.2%. Mount Gibson, MGX, down 6%. Positive sectors today, healthcare and staples, very defensive day. The banks holding the line, though. Negative sectors, well, pretty much the resource stocks across the board. Iron ore, especially base metals, likes of IGO and mineral resources getting walloped. Lithium down, but certainly not out. Gold down may be out and coal stocks coming off the boil we had the big bank basket falling back to 163 dollars and 26 cents the all tech index was down 0.8 of a percent gold steady 
at 25.52. Bitcoin holding steady at 20,116, which is pretty steady. And there's a lot of volatility gone out of the whole Bitcoin and crypto market at the moment, despite all the bad news being slung at it. I'm not sure what that's saying, but it's certainly saying something. The Aussie dollar steady at 67.57. Ten-year yields flat, 3.40. In Asia, Japan better, up 0.6%. China down 0.4%. Hong Kong down 1.7%. Currently, Dow futures are up around 43 points. And NASDAQ futures up around 35 points. European markets opening a little flat and uninterested. Major movers today, we had WiseTech doing very well on that business update. WTC up 3.4%. And ANG also having a good day in the sun today. That's Austin Engineering. Expected increase on FY22 EBITDA, accounting for a 4.4% rise in the stock. Zip, stock that I wrote up as a speculative, highly speculative, to say the least, buy. The other day, I think it was on the 13th of July, up 5.6% today, back up to 57 cents. Rumours that Zip, rather, will be selling their UK business. BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, which is BNK Bank Corp, was up 8.8% today, doing pretty well, that one, up on 1.2 million shares. We also saw... LLL, Leo Lithium, roaring ahead today, up 11.7%. EOS, well, in space, no one can hear you scream, but they certainly were screaming today, uh, down 11.4%. EOS, the stock code there. BBT, which is Bluebet, well, it turned red today, down 8.3%. And RHY, which is Rhythm Bioscience, a stock that Andrew Wyland and I analysed in some uh, depth, not a huge amount, on the call on Ausbiz on Wednesday, fell 10.3% uh, back to where it was on Wednesday after a bit of a run, a bit of profit taking there. BCI, we saw some management changes there, as well as the iron ore price not being too special, down 6.3% there. And IGO, we did see that base metal price is being smashed last night, especially in nickel down 7.1%. Novanix also continuing to flop, down another 5.2%. MGX also flopping back to earth, down to 47 cents, down 6% on the iron ore price. In speculative stock of the day, it was Falcon Metals, which rose 29.7% on 4.3 million shares to 24 cents. FAL, the stock code there. They intersected high-grade gold at Ironbark East. Enough to get them rocking and rolling. A bit of a punter's special. In the news today, plenty of news around. Rio Tinto, Q2 Pilbara iron ore shipments, uh, 79.9 million tonnes. Consensus was around 80.6, and it has noted impact to the first half of underlying earnings from inflationary pressures, staff shortages, rising costs, and falling commodity prices. Jumbo Interactive, J-I-N, preliminary FY underlying NPAT, 31.6. Consensus was around 33.1. Revenue, though, expected to climb 27% to 103.8 million. Now, many thought that Jumbo Interactive would be relatively uh, recession-proof, as people always want to gamble, always want to buy lottery tickets, Jumbo being the online presence for TAB but uh, seems not to be, or rather 
these days, TLC, the Lottery Corp. WiseTech Global, WTC, FY22 EBITDA guidance increased to 310 to 320. Prior was 275 to 295. So they're doing well out of shipping stuff around the world. And we did have Zip, Sky News in the UK has reported troubled buy now, pain later. Business is seeking to sell its UK business or close it down if it can't find a buyer. Pendle's assets under management, AUM, at June 30, dropped by 13.9 billion to 111 billion as investors pulled 4.2 billion from the funds. The rest of the decline is attributable to market movements. And AVZ, which is still suspended, says it's still talking to the Congolese government over the grant of its mining license and an update regarding ex- exploration rights for the Manono lithium project in the Congo. Just seeing Dow futures coming across my screen. Dow now down 20 points on the futures. NASDAQ up four points. In economic news today, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia has forecast the RBA to deliver back-to-back 50 basis point interest rate increases is in August and September and another 25 basis points in November, which will take the cash rates to 2.6%. In Asia, Chinese GDP came in at 0.4 of a percent. That was the expansion in the second quarter, much lower than economists were forecasting, of 1.2% growth and the weakest pace since 2020. We had industrial output up 3.9% from June. We had retail sales growing 3.1%, which compared with a contraction of 6.7% in May. And the jobless rate eased to 5.5% from May's 5.9%. And the Chinese housing crisis continues. And China reported 312 million US dollars of bad loans in mortgage boycott, which some people that are boycotting developers and projects and their mortgage payments for buildings that haven't been built. In the US and Europe, the Italian political crisis continues. Super Mario did offer his resignation, but the president, he is the prime minister, But the president did not accept it. More to come next week. Euro crisis, anyone? And the Amazon plans further 4,000 UK jobs despite global slowdown. And Jamie Dimon summed up the US economic slowdown outlook succinctly. This is what he had to say. The US economy continues to grow. And both the job market and the consumer spending and their ability to spend remain healthy. But... And here's the big but, and I cannot lie. But geopolitical tension, high inflation, waning consumer confidence, the uncertainty about how high inflation rates and rates will have to go, and the never-before-seen quantitative tightening and their effects on global liquidity, here we go, the crunch, are very likely to have a negative consequence on the global economy sometime down the road. Nailed it, Jamie. And Yellen says, price cap on Russian oil is one of our most powerful tools to address inflation. Of course, it's a tool that they don't know how to use. It's never been used, and it probably would be completely ineffective, and they won't get anybody to agree to it anyway. The G7 talked about it. The G20, most of the G20 seems to side with Russia anyway. The G20 finance ministers are in Bali at the moment as well, discussing things. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great evening, and have a great weekend. (laughs) 